Welcome to Pay to Play episode 28. I'm James Adjikowski and joined by my co-host as always, Frank Guybe. And Frank, how are we doing today? Uh, James, we're doing pretty good, pretty good. You know, uh, working hard, middle of the week, hump day, yeah, yeah. Um, also, uh, 9-11. Um, so just, you know, everyone remember, um, be fortunate for, you know, that if anyone has a part of that, say prayers, you know, help someone out today just to make the world a little bit of a better place because it was already 18 years ago. It's pretty crazy. I know we were only in preschool when that happened, James, but I could give us a, I had a, for lunch an apple and uh, it, I, th- I thought there could be more, you know, fun facts about Apple. There's actually 10,000 different Apple types. I had a hunt, James, but we found out there's 10,000 different types. You want to name some of them? Yeah, I mean, 10,000. That is remarkable. I wonder how many of those are, like, from different countries in America. I want, like, in America, there's probably still, like, 5,000 of those 10,000. I'm just spitballing here. I don't know this for sure, but, um, yeah, I'm a... I'm a pretty plain guy when it comes to apples. Red Delicious, you know, Granny Smith here and there. Um, a gal, I think Gala is the name of one of them. Um, but my personal favorite, well, I actually know what's your favorite type, Frank. So I, you said Honeycrisp today, but is that your go-to? I think that's my favorite, but there's some pretty interesting names I've, I looked up. There's one called the Pink Pearl, which is like pretty bright pink on the inside, pretty weird looking. There's one called the Winter Banana. Yes, that's an apple called the Winked Banana. I think that's a pretty good one. The Northern Spy. Uh, that one looks actually pretty good. Um, just like these crazy names. The Beauty of Bath, the Grimes Golden, the Fox Whelp, the Beauty of Wiltshire. I don't know. Well, I think I got li- to li- expand my apple palette. Yeah, me too. If I'm, I can't be just doing these plain everyday apples. I mean... There's all these other kinds out there you need to try and branch out a little bit in life. Yeah, um, I know. I'm living in spe- a <laughs> just what <laughs> a little bubble. I was just gonna say. Speaking of apples, uh, the company apple is some big news that we'll get to later in market talk. Um, but my personal favorite apple is uh, the Pink Lady. Pretty delicious. Um, and then also, I would recommend to every listener actually Google the Pink Pearl, uh, and you'll just be like, "What the, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna I'm not even gonna swear there because that's." Yeah, that's weird. What it, it would be weird to eat that. I feel like just that yeah, color in no, your mouth. Just, just do do a favor while you're listening. If, as long as you're not <laughs> driving while you're listening, Google that and look at it and tell me that's an apple, and I will be shocked. But uh, like I said, especially if you're driving. Look spe- <laughs> right. Okay. Siri, show me a <laughs> show me a, a pink pearl. All right. Like I was saying, the pink lady's my favorite apple, and uh, that leads us really well into the next segment. We are sticking with ladies first on this episode uh, to start our sports update. Big day, as we're recording here on September 11th. The start, it's a solemn day, like you said earlier, but it's also a great day in the world of sports. The WNBA playoffs are here. The top eight teams have lasted out all regular season, and we uh, finally get to see that culminate in uh, the granddaddy of them all, the WNBA playoffs. Um, And so, Frank, we were looking into the uh, scheduling here a little bit, we already mentioned how the format works. It's just the top eight records during the regular season. Uh, but the first two rounds are single elimination. So you better bring your A game. There's no, oh, you can't come in lollygagging. You're going to get shown up, and you will not last. It's a dog-eat-dog world. This is a, this is a wild uh, bracket. This is the craziest bracket I've ever seen. So there's, there's a first-round single elimination between the Chicago Sky and the Phoenix Mercury and the Seattle Storm Minnesota Lynx. But the winners of those games then go on to play other teams 
in the second round of single elimination, the Aces of Las Vegas and the Sparks are already have a buy into that game. But then yep. the one and the two, they have a double buy into these best of five semifinals. So the one and two seed are already in the semis. The Washington Mystics and the Connecticut Sun. The Mystics are huge favorites to win the thing, the whole thing, uh, minus one fifty. And like the other teams that are in the first round are like plus six six thousand. So if you're really feeling, uh, what's what's the team you're feeling tonight? Uh, wasn't wasn't me necessarily it's mark matzinger of course by the time people are listening to this these games will have already happened uh that's okay but i'm just saying like mark matzinger said hammer the phoenix mercury Uh, and he said spring like they were plus seven and nine against the chicago sky but he did say sprinkle uh the money line for them Brittany griner and diana tarasi i hope i didn't botch her name but uh i've been a passionate fan of hers dating all the way back to uh August 24th of 2018 myself. Uh, I famously told all of my Twitter followers to never bet against her. Um, but all jokes aside, she's one of the greatest players in WNBA history, if not the greatest. That's uh, Matzinger was having an argument with me today about that. She's, she belongs <laughs> among the greats, the Sue Birds of the world. Um, you know, you get these newcomers in. Lisa Leslie, obviously, that's the big name we heard growing up. She's up there as well. But... Diana Taurasi, um, telling you what, first first overall pick in 2004, age 37, still logging minutes. Well, not really logging minutes, but she's on the team. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so, uh, so you like the Mercury tonight? Uh, yeah, I do. I like the Mercury. Three-time WNBA champion, two-time WNBA Finals MVP. Uh, she's going to get her team uh, back there. Nine-time All-Star. Are you kidding me? If you're betting against her, you're betting against America. And that's uh, it's never good to bet against America. No, never good. It was a, it was a mistake by a lot of different countries in World War Two. <laughs> speaking of <laughs> speaking of uh, something that's not uh, ladies first, but the U.S. men's national team lost to France actually last night. Kind of sad. The NBA can't show out first time in a while. It was like forty eight straight that they uh, that's that streak ended. Yeah, I mean. It's going to happen eventually, but we really should be winning 48 in a row again. So hopefully we, we start up again. Um, but we did qualify for the Olympics. That, Brazil, yeah, that's true. Brazil, I think, actually gave us a scare the round before that like was a qualifying game. <laughs> but yeah, for the Olympics. But let's move on. We had the U.S. Open tennis this past weekend as well. Um, and Rafael Nadal uh, doesn't have to see Federer or Djokovic down the stretch. And he gets his 19th major win now. He's one behind Federer for the most all-time. What, what do you think about yeah. that? Well, that, that was phenomenal. That, that final match, I don't know if you got to watch it, but it was the perfect timing right after the 4.30 laid on. So as soon as like the Cardinals and Lions tied this past weekend, I'm like, ah, shit, Sunday night baseball doesn't start for a little bit. Sunday night football doesn't start for a little bit. What am I going to yeah. do with this time? U.S. Open tennis. U.S. Open tennis. Perfect moment absolute- for it. Absolute banger of a match. And Nadal, almost, he coughs up, sets three and four. Uh, this Russian guy makes it interesting. Yeah, Mendedev. And he was – Mendedev, yeah. And he was gassed. You could tell he was tired. Nadal was kind of playing with him a little bit at that point. Um, and so he comes out victorious, phenomenal. Just oh, – I, I had so much fun watching that. I can't even explain. Um, but then, you know, you should get back to the ladies. We, didn't, I we should have mentioned this right at the top. Our girl, Bianca, the 19-year-old from Canada. Oh, Serena, my God. Serena who? Serena, Serena who? who? Andreescu wins. Only. Wow. Andreescu, Bianca Andreescu 
wins in straight sets against Serena Williams. Now I think of Serena's 11 losses in major finals, 10 have come straight sets. So um, I don't know, Bianca Andreescu, it's her trainer, Ginny Rometty, that is uh, really motivating her. James and I have been fans since we uh, were gambling against, I think, Andreescu yeah. early last year. And then we, we started flipping the switch because we watched her play at 3 a.m. one night. And uh, lost her we, we, we knew this Tremblay. was coming. I don't know why we – yeah, oh, Ginny Tremblay, sorry. What <laughs> name did I say? Uh, I don't even know, but Who it's Virginia Tremblay. Who's Brometti? I, I couldn't tell is you. That, is that a politician? Yeah, yeah. You, uh, you, you, of you're off your that? rocker. You're <laughs> off your rocker, Frank. It's a tough day, and you probably had a long day at work. So I'll forgive you for that one. But Virginia Tremblay. Now I need to look this up. <laughs> I think we both requested to follow her on Instagram, and I think that is still pending. I don't think she's given us the accept, uh, but we are loyal Twitter followers of Virginia Tremblay. Um, oh, you know, but he, Ginny Rometty is the CEO of IBM. I'm an investor. Uh, okay, classic. The two Ginnies. I- when worlds collide. When worlds collide, the two, man. The two Ginnies. Fantastic. I, two Ginnies I know, but yeah. Uh, congrats, Andreescu. We were we're a little off. Let's let's move on to baseball. Perfect segue. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Baseball. Uh, Indians are five games back going into the night. They've won two straight against the Angels out in LA. Quick West Coast trip for them. Um, three games left at the Twins. Twins uh, gave up a little bit of ground since we last spoke. Last time it was six and a half, and I misspoke on it. Um, but the Indians. Um, the what's crazy is the A's and the Rays. Both have pretty easy schedules the rest of the way too. So this thing could come down to the wire. Yeah, this like, is going to be interesting race. Um, I don't know if we're going to get in. I this is the first time I've kind of been concerned about it. But I mean, at the our same pitching time, is so I'm, young. I just don't trust it. But they have been pitching well. Plesac with a complete game last night. Yeah, or was I was it, already or was it two nights ago? Uh, that was last night, right? Yeah, it was last night. Last night, complete game shutout. Uh, fantastic to see Bieber was great the night before that and his homecoming. He said he grew up going to um, Angels games, and it was awesome to go back and pitch and deliver a win in that same stadium. Who do you, who so, do, nice feel-good story there. Pit, if we make the wild card, let's say, because that's probably the most likely scenario, who do you pitch, Clevenger or Bieber? I think you got to uh, go That's Clev. actually a very good debate. you got to go Clev. That could be our uh, pay-to-play pay to pod of the pod week. Pole. That could be a pod poll. Pod pole. The pod pole. Um, Not just the pod of the week. Yeah, I <laughs> – yeah, that was dumb. That, see, now I've kind of lost it. Uh, but, yeah, no, we need a pull on that because I, I personally would be on the Clevenger train myself. I mean, um, all-star MVP, you're not going to start him? <laughs> I'd almost say give five innings to both because I don't trust our bullpen. I'd say burn them both out and win that damn game. I like it. But that, yeah, I don't know. Then you're setting yourself up to get no, no. absolutely – I love Aaron Savali. I, Dude's got a lot of movement on his pitches. Savali and Plezak, you start them one two against the Astros. Tell me we don't have a chance. No, we don't. We're we probably, we plus, probably don't. We're, we're probably plus two hundred underdogs. Okay, but so um, we have three games and, left at the Twins still, so there's a chance we could catch them. And then the Yankees and Houston are tied at the top. They are. Record-wise. Yeah, they have the same record right now. I don't know who has a tiebreaker right now, but later in the season, if that presents itself as an opportunity. Um, We'll have we'll have all that information for you, loyal listeners. Uh, you guys can be in the know. We're just not there yet. You got some more time in the season. The na- I think those the national two league, separate themselves. The national league's pretty exciting too. A lot of it is actually. 
you got three teams all but locked in in the Dodgers, Braves, and Cardinals. Cubs and Nationals have the wild card right now, but the Cubs are actually in danger with th- uh, four different teams all within three games of that spot. The Brewers, although Yelich just they lost him for the season. Oh. The Phillies are getting hot at the right time. The D-backs, I don't know why they're still in it, but they are. And then the Mets have kind of been floundering. Um, and they're just their good pitching keeps it in, keeps them in it. And then Pete Alonzo and J.D. Davis are the two names that have kind of uh, kept that offense chugging along. I'm excited regardless. I love actually watching those wild card games. Uh, last year was awesome watching the Cubs get pissed on by the Rockies. That was really cool. Um, yeah. It's, just, but, it's like it's just um, weird. Like right now, it's early. It's football season. Like you need football to settle in, and then like right at the end of baseball season, you start paying attention really intensely. That's kind of my thoughts. Yeah, this yeah, baseball's in a lull period, but I think given the fact the Indians are in a pennant pennant race yeah. or wild card race for that we matter, it's a little bit more. I'll get into it like next week. And actually, speaking of next week, this is a good segue into football. Um, the, there's actually an announcement: two games were flexed for the Indians on a national television. Uh, starting next week. It's like next Thursday they're on Fox against the Tigers for God knows what reason. But then on Sunday, the 22nd, um, they flex the Indians-Phillies game. It's the last game at Progressive Field in the regular season. I'm saying that with uh, air quotes because I'm hoping that uh, they make a postseason appearance at some point in Progressive Field. Um, But they flex the game against the Phillies to a Sunday night baseball, 6.30 start. And you know what is that exact same night? Browns, Rams, Sunday night football. The city of Cleveland will be alive and electric on Sunday the 22nd. Wow. I personally think it's a little dumb, though. I personally think if you're going to have two major sporting events nationally televised in the same city, give us, they should have done like a 4 o'clock baseball game so that fans could attend both and make a hell of a night out of it. Because I feel like there's people with tickets to both that are probably pretty pissed off about that. And you get home for that weekend. <laughs> That's I, all. <laughs> I, I believe me. I I've looked up some flights. I've uh, I've already pondered making a little surprise, uh, you know, whether it's a forty-eight hour trip or something. But that's going to be awesome stuff. Yeah. Wow. Um. Alrighty. Well, let's let's move into football then. Should we do NFL first or college? Should we recap the NFL? Uh, might as well recap the NFL because we just saw some crazy stuff uh, Monday night. Actually, let's let's start with how crazy Monday night was with the. Uh, Houston Texans and New Orleans Saints. How about that? Yeah, I mean, frame? like, Unbelievable. I, was, I was actually reflecting on it a little today, to be honest. Um, watching, <laughs> a, watching a couple of plays with some guys in the office. And uh, uh, I just was uh, like, it's honestly one of the best endings to a football game I think I've ever seen. It really yeah. is. Back and forth. Like, so the Saints seal it with the 40 yard pass on third and like three. To Ted Ginn. That's like mm-hmm. you think. But then they get stopped three and out. And they kick a field goal, right? To go up sixth. Yeah. With a minute what how much time was left? Less less a than little a over no, a minute. I mean, less than a minute. I think forty seven fifty one seconds. Or well, that's right because and then Deshaun teams... Watson, two plays, seventy eight yards or something, seventy five yards, touchdown. So they take the lead. They yep. go up one they miss the extra point, but a guy runs into the kicker. So yep. then they, they make the extra point right to go back up one. And then Drew Brees, um, the Texas defense pulled a uh, Greg Williams, just played 25 yards off on the last play, soft coverage. Ted Ginn could get 12 yards, 58-yard field goal for Will Lutz. And, I mean, I'm telling you, how, that's crazy that I had to just relay all that. That's a crazy ending for a 
yeah. under two minutes all of that to happen. Well, both both offenses gaining the yards they did. It took them two plays in both instances. Like Texans scored a touchdown yeah. in two plays. Saints come right back two plays to get into field goal range for Will Big Nuts Lutz. I'm telling you what, that dude's got a heck of a sack to basically just go up there. No regard, you know, 58, no problem. They were celebrating before it was halfway to the goalpost. Him and Thomas Morstead. And Morstead, I think, said on Twitter, you are, you just, you have a feeling sometimes. And so they knew they won that. As a guy that was on the Saints money line live, that was my glad beat of the week. But the emotions when that dude roughed the kicker, I'm like, holy. Well, they also messed because up the that clock was so dumb. at the end of the first half, like the refs. Pretty right. Pretty yeah, bad. I did see that. Like, it's just I don't know. These refs need to be better. Like that was the team they screwed at the end of last year, and in the first week they screwed them almost at the end of the first half. They should have taken off um, from like forty-two seconds to thirty-two, but they let it run down to twenty-six, and then they took it all the way down to sixteen because they did a ten-second runoff. And then they, they missed the field goal. What's did? They would have gotten closer though. Right. I just I don't know. The NFL uh, needs to be better with officiating still. Uh, nothing new about that. But th- I didn't get to catch the second game, James, but uh, the Broncos. Nor did Broncos I. Broncos lost did I. The Raiders. to the, the Raiders, man, they're they're back. Final season in Oakland, you think they can make a run to the playoffs? Maybe they could, but I think I think we missed a, I think we missed a point there. Basically, you know, it's the last – you said it right there, last season. Uh, Mike Matthews tweeted us today as the uh, dead, owner, dead owner game of the week. Uh, this, like, last season – Last season betting is actually very profitable uh, for a city. Um, I don't uh, know if okay. there is history st- history stats to back that up, but I remember, like, I think the Browns, like, won the last game ever that was played in Cleveland uh, when they left in 95. I don't want to be spewing bullshit, but I need to look that up because I'm fairly certain that there is a, um, yeah. a truth to that. Like, the players are amped up. They're like, hey, we got to play for these fans while, we, while we're still here for them. Um, so I think that's something we need to look into a little bit more on the Raiders are at home this yep. year. I don't know about them on the road. I am skeptical there. But uh, so I, I I guess let's touch on the Browns game, but I think it's Wednesday. Everyone's kind of gotten their frustrations out on that. Oh, dude, there's we nothing got... we're going to tell you that you haven't. I don't want to talk about it that much. I really don't. We're not going to have anything groundbreaking for our listeners. Everyone knows discipline was an issue. But what else do you want to What else do you want to cover? Yeah, you know, we were really sloppy. Our O-line – uh, needs to get better, whether that's just getting better as the weeks go on um, or, you know, making a trade. We got to do something there because they get hammered. Um, but that's what I said. You know, the key to our season is keeping him healthy because I don't think Drew Stanton's going to lead us to any type of glory, even with the team we have. But, yeah, we got to play better every posi- every spot of the ball, offensively, defensively. But I think we can. And I think uh, the Titans are actually a pretty good team, uh, pretty disciplined, pretty uh, experienced uh, group. And they stuck it to us, and uh, it compounded quickly. It was a close game going into the fourth quarter right after that, right before that Derrick Henry long touchdown. But, yeah, let's, let's move on and talk about, like, uh, some fantasy football from the week. Sounds so, good. Forget but actually, about I do, I do want to just defend my, uh, my theory on the, uh, the home team in a final season. Uh, maybe not true all season long. Actually, <laughs> looking back at the uh, 95 Brown season, they were 4-5, and five, and Modell announced it in early November – Browns went on to lose six of their last seven games, but their final home game, they take down the Bengals 26 to 10. And so in a string of losses, I think that just means we got to look at the Raiders end of the season in that final yeah. game. We, 
we put the we refinanced the house. We uh we refinanced the mortgage and we send it uh the bookie <laughs> and hopefully he sends us a house back. Maybe that, two houses. That, that um, would be great. But yeah, absolutely. Fantasy football. Uh there's some studs this past weekend, Frank. Some guys that uh finally had their coming out party. Sammy Watkins, uh at the wide receiver position. Almost 200 yards, three touchdowns. Where the hell has that been his entire career? I don't know. He's, he's one of those guys I'm like, oh, dude, I swear I drafted him when I see him going off. And I, I'm like, I definitely have him on my bench. I look on all my teams, can't find him. I'm like, nope, I'm an idiot. Um, but, yeah, Sammy Watkins balled out. Um, I don't know. I think he's had it. I think he's just never had a really good quarterback, never been featured like this. He's just so fat. And he hasn't been healthy, really, through a lot of his career, so. Uh, he's kind of peaking at the right time, um, and the Chiefs haven't lost a beat offensively. That's a good point. Um, and so we'll do a quick shout-out in our league. You and I faced off against each other week one in yeah, the Clark Morrison League. That. Yeah, um, so you took me down. Kyler Murray and David Johnson uh, kind of went off in that game where they came back and forced overtime with the Lions. That comeback, um, kind of between that and me benching Austin Eckler, um, that, among that's what other, lost me among that other players, man. I mean, I put up like one. I had the most points in the league, and you're probably third. Or I was third. I, I I did the so research. That's I, a pretty tough loss when you score the third most points out of twelve dudes, and you and you get the L week one. Well, I I did the uh, I did the math on it, and had I started Eckler over David Montgomery, I would have I would have taken you down. There was literally a thirty four point swing there. Wow. And uh, that was literally a debate I had Thursday night. Like I didn't know anything about David Montgomery. But something told me stick with him, and he was just a dud like the rest of the Bears' offense. So tough you know, like, Bears only ran like I know that's a long time ago, but the Bears only ran like fifteen times that game. Yeah, it um, and they have multiple backs. So that's the thing about Week One fantasy football; it's a long season. You can't second guess uh, all those decisions. And then Lamar Jackson was the top in the QB category, or not, I don't know if he was officially the top, but five yeah. touchdowns, three hundred twenty yards. You can Alabama beat the Dolphins. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Lamar no, Jackson, no. Lamar Jackson, Robert Griffin the third went in that game. He had a perfect quarterback rating. I'm pretty sure nine for nine or something. Like, <laughs> are the Dolphins just this bad? Like, are we about to see an own sixteen Dolphins team? What do you think? Um, wow, we you're almost lead. You're you're poking the bear with me. I love these Dolphins, man. Fitzmagic, uh, he's usually That's... a guy that he would go. I I kept telling people at the bar, I'm like, all right, they're down twenty one early. No worries. This is the kind of game Fitzmagic loves. He'll be back fourth quarter, whether you like it or not. And, boy, they just never did come back. And they did put in Rosen at a point, and he went one for three and threw a pick. So that was actually very sad. Um, then there's players that apparently want to basically get released by the Dolphins. They don't want to play for him at all. Brian Flores is kind of trying to knock that yeah, out. What? So many storylines developing right there. I mean, really some wild stuff. Uh, but I think this is their week. They get the Patriots at home. They they historically play well against New England while they're on uh, home turf. Um, you and I have a 1v1 bet on it. Let's quickly talk about that. I like the Dolphins plus 19 this upcoming week. Uh, yeah, I'll take the, the uh, Super Bowl champ Patriots minus 19. Um, any day of the week against that. Uh, I just, I don't know. If the, I, I just think the Patriots are a much better team than the Ravens. I don't think the Ravens are that great, and they dominated them. But uh, Lamar Jackson did look pretty good. I will agree. He really with that. did. He yeah, really he, did. He threw the ball well. He controlled it. But I just, I don't know. Um, it's it's going to be a sad year for the Dolphins, I think. But the thing about Fitzpatrick is also all of his games are basically revenge games. 
because he's he's now throwing the teams. Yeah, he's now throwing a touchdown for a record eight teams, uh, and an interception for record eight teams. Wow, so that is great stuff. Yeah, I don't know. That's good stuff too. But let's talk about. uh, I think we should move on from last week's games. Talk about some of the big games we got going on uh, this week. Yeah, so so we'll quickly run through the. uh, We did this last week with Matthews. I kind of liked it. Just a quick blurb on each. Uh, nationally televised game. We got the Bucks visiting the Panthers here in North Carolina tomorrow night. Panthers six and a half point favorites. Uh, both teams coming in 0 and 1. Kind of a must win game for the Panthers. If they lose this one, it's going to be a long season. Do they cover the six and a half point spread? I think so. You saw Christian McCaffrey absolutely go off week one. Cam Newton and the rest of the offense made some boneheaded mistakes early. Uh, they came within three points of the Rams. So I, I like the Panthers to cover. Yeah, I don't hate the Panthers here at all. I think they're. I think the Buccaneers. You know, I, they're a team I thought would actually perform a little bit well this year, but truly, for the most part, their O line looks terrible. Um, James wants to throw the ball to the other team, so um, I think Panthers minus six and a half is a good bet. That's. I hey, I'm all for it as a bandwagon Panthers fan. Ever since D'Angelo yeah. Williams, something to wet the uh, beak on a Thursday night. Absolutely. Then Sunday night, I think this is probably the most. <laughs> Even matchup you'll see all weekend among good teams. Philly goes to Atlanta. The Falcons coming off a loss to Minnesota. Yeah, and I don't know if you can Philly, call the Falcons a good team after that week one embarrassment. Yeah, I guess that's fair, but I, I don't know. They just had good team expectations. Yeah, I, I give them that. <laughs> Vegas is still respecting them. Uh, the Eagles are only a one-and-a-half-point favorite. They're going in on a Sunday night. Chick-fil-A will still be closed at uh, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Um, but the Falcon, yeah, the Falcons, they're a home dog. I don't know. I kind of like Atlanta. I don't think they're a bad team. I really thought that was a fluke week one. Um, I, I, I historically like the NFC South just for the depth of their conference in a home game. The Eagles, uh, they struggled with the Redskins week one. Give me the Falcons as plus one and a half home dogs. Yeah, I took the Falcons money line week one as a slight dog at Minnesota and just got obliterated. Um, but I'll take the the Falcons money line again this week. I'm going to agree with you again. Um, I just, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they need to get a Popeye's in that stadium. That'll change, change the team. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. The Popeye's chicken sandwiches takes are They're, they're, they're not old for me at all yet. (laughs) The one one announcer calling a college football game using the Popeye's chicken sandwich as a line, like after a hit, just look it up on Twitter folks. It's, Comedy gold. All right, and then they have a Monday night game. I think we might be three for three agreeing with each other. The Browns taking on the Jets in New York. Unbelievable. The Browns are minus two and a half. They are favored once again uh, after the dud of week one. Frank, I think you've got a little something special on this game. Um, I have, once again, just like last week, even though I lost, the lock of my week is the Browns minus two and a half. I am going to continue riding this team. Uh, until we die, you know, until we make the playoffs. Um, I think it's easy money, Browns by 20. By 20, unbelievable stuff. Sam Darnold uh, and the Jets, they blew week one against uh, the Buffalo Bills, actually. So I think they're going to be coming out looking for a little revenge themselves. Um, I do think the Browns cover. I don't know if they win by 20, but uh, I will (laughs) agree with you on that one. Uh, And so one thing we missed last week. Give me the Le'Veon Bell rushing yards under, whatever it is. I think we are going to contain him um, and just, you know, really have a great game defensively and offensively. All right. I like that, Frank. 
Um, Super Bowl. Let's speak it into existence. Speak it into existence. And uh, all right, one thing we didn't do with Matthews last week. I I personally am in a couple survivor pools. I don't know about you, Frank, but uh, I'm in two survivor pools and want to give a survivor pool pick of the week every week. This week, I think the heavy favorite in most pools will be the Patriots over the Dolphins for those trying to play it really safe. Although it's strategic. Sometimes people want to save the Patriots for later in the season. Um, I personally will not be taking that one. I just too much faith in the home Dolphins, man. I uh, that, that sounds really stupid now that I say it out <laughs> loud. But uh, <laughs> looking ahead, like other games that might be popular for people, um, the Titans after their first week against – uh, the Browns, they, they host the Colts. I, that's another one I'd stay away from. The uh, Ravens against the Cardinals. The Ravens come back home after taking down the Dolphins that hard. Um, I think the Ravens might be my survivor pool pick of the week. I might as well get them out of the whoa, way. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Kyler Murray is my starting quarterback in all three of my fantasy leagues. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm really riding him this year. I don't know why. Um, but So I'd watch out on that pick. I'm telling you, there's just not too much else out there. I suppose if you like the Chargers going to Detroit, uh, taking I, on the, I like, the Lions. I like the Browns going in to New York. You've made that apparent. You've made that apparent, <laughs> Frank. I just, I if the Browns knocked me out of my survivor pool, I just wouldn't forgive. Them. That'd be like be a tough Sunday. You, you'd be just getting the shit on the chest, basically. Be a tough Sunday. All, right. yeah. All right, we got. Let's go forward. Yeah, we. Uh, okay, I don't so know. There's lock... too much fun in the lo- in the world of football right now. My lock is the Browns minus two and a half. But James, what is your lock as a good segue into college football? Yeah, our segments are blended together today beautifully. Give me the Minnesota Golden Golfers taking on the uh, Georgia Southern Eagles. I think I'm pretty sure it's Georgia Southern. I think it's the same team that LSU demolished early in the season. Uh, P.J. Fleck in Minnesota, he's got the boys buzzing up there. They're 2-0. and I like the Big Ten this year, Frank. I think, they're, I think they've got some real talent um, to go down the conference. And How about Maryland? I like Minnesota. Maryland's looking really good. Maryland does Ten. look very good. Dominating yeah, they, Syracuse. They're just putting on points. They, yeah, they are, their offense is great. Uh, Josh Jackson, I think, was the transfer quarterback from Virginia Tech. I don't want to bite my tongue on that one, but. Yeah, yeah, I think we'll he's a VT s- guy coming in, and he's playing well for the Terrapins. It's great stuff. Yeah. Syracuse beat Liberty, who was coached by um, hospitalized Hugh Freeze week one, like 25-0. Uh, shut yeah. him out. And then the, <laughs> I, got a, I just had to shout out hospitalized <laughs> Hugh Freeze. <laughs> so. Coach, coaching from his hospital bed. But then Syracuse gives up over 70 points, I think, to uh, Maryland. So Maryland could be the real deal. You like P.J. Fleck in Minnesota, though. Um versus Georgia Southern. I kind of like it, too, honestly. Row the boat. I, uh, or row, the oar. What is it? What is it? Is it row it the is boat? Row the, it is row the boat. I, like, I don't know. Like just makes money off his own thing, put, slaps it on the helmet. It's an oar now over Minnesota's <laughs> helmet for the stripe. Pretty cool. But, yeah, let's row the boat, Minnesota minus 15 and a half. We've got to recap, though, last week, honestly. Yeah. But we just wanted to both get our out there. Yeah, just so eager to get those out. I can't wait to make some money this weekend. Um, oh, yeah. But looking back at week two, speaking of a time I didn't make too much money last weekend, the damn LSU Tigers with a hell of an offensive performance taking on the Texas Longhorns in Austin. Joe Burrow goes off, but they push, Frank. They push minus seven. That's the, that was a tough push. I mean, it's a tough push because at the beginning of the week it was minus four when we, when we made our podcast and said we loved the minus four Tigers. <laughs> yeah, we did say that. <laughs> and we didn't take it until it went all the way to minus seven. Yeah, so, like, we had, get on your lines we, early. 
we had our chances, but at least we, it's a push. Um, Joe Burrow is leading the Heisman race right now. I don't care what anyone else says. Um, he is by far number one in the race. He has looked unbelievable the first two weeks. Uh, LSU Tigers run a spread offense now because he can just put the ball anywhere. Uh, great with his timing, great with his accuracy. Uh, I think he's making himself look like a first-round pick. Maybe is this too early for me to say that, James? Or what do you think? I, I don't think so. I think it's very much a lively conversation. You'll see all those takes come out very early in the NCAA season. They'll kind of fade away. I heard Drew Locke was supposed to be top 10 uh, in last year's draft. He kind of quickly dissolved himself. So, I mean, Burrow's certainly in the conversation. I'm not saying he's going to fall off the map like Drew Locke did, but um, I am saying that I think anything's fair game at this point in terms of speculation for draft stock. Yeah, I think LSU jumped Ohio State in the rankings, moved to number four. Um, But Ohio State did actually look pretty good, dominated uh, Cincinnati, who I thought would give them a better fight. Uh, What what was the final there, 42-0? 42-0. Yeah, and Fields, I thought, looked a lot more comfortable than he did week one in the middle quarters. I think the offense as a whole looked much more balanced. Master Teague was running the ball. Uh, He runs with authority. I love him. (laughs) He is a tough runner. Dobbins was great. Dobbins like 150 yards in the first half. Yeah, I, um, I feel like the offense as a whole has gelled very well thus far. Um, Fields has, like, the highest adjusted completion percentage or something like that. Um, yeah. That's, but really I nothing mean, yeah. to complain about uh, through two weeks. No, we got State. Indiana on the road to open up the Big Ten play for the Buckeyes. Um, minus 16. I don't know if I like the spread, but I think I'm going to take it. Indiana starting a young quarterback. Um, he's going to be nervous playing a defense like the Buckeyes. I think I'm, I'm fine doing the same thing. I don't love it, but might as well sprinkle a little. Uh, Kevin Wilson homecoming game after his uh, head coaching stint ended with uh, like some allegations or whatever there. Now he's like the offensive – one of the head offensive guys for Ohio State. Yeah. Um, so good news on the horizon for Ohio State as well. Um, I don't think they'll see a real test until Michigan State October, October the 5th. But uh, Michigan can't say the same. They almost fell to Army. Um, I don't want to talk about that game too much because it was very predictable at the end. As soon as Army missed the field goal at the end of regulation, you knew Michigan just kind of had more talent, and it was only a matter of time. They were going to sniff out the run because that was literally all Army was doing all game yeah. long. Yeah, I think Army's quarterback was uh, two for four passing, or two for five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for it's, that uh... over time. It was pretty funny. But, yeah, I mean, I, Michigan just has not like – Army is a weird team to play against. Does, doesn't Ohio State play them, or am I wrong? Not this season, no. They have in season. recent years. OSU will uh, take on uh, the Miami Redhawks, though, I think, this year. Yeah, the Redhawks are two weeks away. That's going to be a fun let's, one. Let's go. That'll be a good one, yeah. Uh, but also uh, an ACC update. Basically, the whole state of North Carolina is back, but in particular, Mac Brown. Uh, Mac Brown is back. On God, <laughs> brought it in after his lock kind of failed him. Uh, the first time one of them kind of dissolved. Um, he comes back with a vengeance. He goes UNC plus five against the U at home in Chapel Hill. And I was actually out at a bar here in Raleigh. For those of you that don't know the Triangle area, uh, Raleigh's about 25 minutes from UNC. And I I kid you not, I'm at this bar. This 60-year-old man is pacing, hands above the head during most of that game. I ended up becoming great great friends with him. Brian, he's a local at the bar. I actually can walk there, so I am – now becoming a local here, and UNC was up big on the U early, and they went down to the U, and they come back. Sorry, this is a very abbreviated version of how that game went. 
but they are <laughs> down five points, and they basically have a true freshman starting quarterback. Mac Brown's talked him up a bunch. Sam Howell, he comes out just, oh, dick on the table, man. I kid you not. Fourth and 17. Fourth in the game, basically. Kid converts it, and they go on to finish and score <laughs> on that drive. They go for two. They get it. UNC wins by three. I was on the money line. Things were electric in that bar. There were not many of us there, but I thought Brian was actually going to have a heart attack. His wife is just like, oh, no, not this again. She, like, basically keeps him from falling out of his chair. What a scene. People are alive and hyped about North Carolina football. NC State's 2-0. Uh, UNC actually plays Wake Forest this upcoming Friday. The Demon Deacons uh, also playing well. So some good football in the state that I now find myself living in. Uh, can't complain yeah. with that. Well, there's also some other good games to watch, guys. Um, we yeah. have Stanford at UCF this weekend. Uh, UCF's minus seven and a half. Uh, Stanford's got a young quarterback after their uh, senior got hurt, I'm pretty sure. Um, but he's not bad. He's actually a five-star recruit. So I, I might like Stanford on that spread. I don't know. I, I kind of do, too. I kind of do, too. Um, UCF, though. I mean, that's, that's a big game for UCF. Uh, if they win that uh, convincingly, if they cover that spread, that could really help them actually get a playoff discussion going right i i agree with that all right let's go quick on these next couple of picks michigan state hosts arizona state um i think that line's actually 14 i don't know if it's seven uh, maybe we looked in different spots but michigan state okay. is favored at home arizona state beat michigan state last year i like the spartans at home myself yeah i think the spartans at home I don't, if it's minus seven i'll take it i, I might be wrong with that spread so but That's okay, okay. Bam, Bama at South Carolina. South Carolina blows their first game to UNC, who you just talked about. Uh, but 25 and a half. Isn't South Carolina's quarterback out? He is, yeah. So Bama and Clemson, for that matter, they're both four touchdown favorites this week on the road, which that basically tells you the AP top 25. They, they uh, have very high expectations behind those two teams. And what else would you expect out of it? I think I like um, – South Carolina, I don't think I'm going to touch it, help myself, but who knows? Once the spike seltzers start flowing, I might be on the home dogs to cover. I don't know, man. I have a minus 25 and a half. Saban, Saban knows great teams cover. Um, but, yeah, let's move on. Um, what else? I think that's it for football, right? It is, yeah. We've been kind of knocking through segments. They've been blending together. Uh, yeah, there's just the so much. Let's talk about the giveaway. Just... There's just so much football to talk about. It's crazy. But, yeah, there is. The, and the fan gamble giveaway. What's that? Yeah, Mike, Mike Duffy was the winner of the first one. We had 17 people retweet the first tweet. Um, actually, only one of the people is not following us, so there's only 16 names in the random name generator. People, all right, yeah. And uh, out spits the Twitter handle at Duffy underscore two one two nine six, And so he gets a free play on us, and he says, give me the Chiefs minus three. And you know what they do? They go into Jacksonville, they break Nick Foles' clavicle, and they get him paid. And so uh, congrats to Mike Duffy on winning the first one. Be on the lookout for more of those on Twitter coming up, Frank. Um, you and I both, yep. we, we're feeling generous. We want our listeners to start making some money, and uh, we're all for it. So yep. I think that's, that's all you need to know. Just keep, be on the lookout on Twitter. Um, kind of talks about everything else. Is it about time for market? Oh, no, sad and glad beats. Let's quickly roll through some of these. Um, I'll start myself. Yeah. 41 bets placed. I finished down $2 on the week. Um, and so I already talked about my glad ones with the Saints and the 40, UNC money line. 40, 
41 bats. That's a good week. That's healthy. That's about six bats a day for those of you at home. And uh, <laughs> most of those came Saturday and Sunday. But uh, uh, it's funny my lock that... of the week was a sad beat. So what were you going to say? It's, I had 24, and I think yours sounds ridiculous. <laughs> and I think I had 40. Like, I think I had 40 a couple of weeks ago, too. Yeah. So the sad, the sad beat was my lock last week. The Boston College Eagles, minus 33 and a half. I was really confident in them. Um, I let's just say I have a vendetta against the Richmond spiders. If anyone knows where their head coach lives, um, for that along to me. And if anything happens to him, I have nothing to do with it. They kick a field goal down 35 with less than a minute to play. Uh, so they lose by 32 and yeah, 35, get the kicker some practice. I agree. Great call. Great cover. By the I hope that, I hope that coach <laughs> slept well that night. I do. Yeah, uh, that, I was very sad about that one. They're a great team. They covered. Are you kidding me? The underdog on the road. All right, Um, continue. Let's go along. My sad beat of the week is Nick Foles' clavicle. Let's just move (laughs) along. All right, let's let's talk. Time for market talk. Let's (laughs) let's let's go through some market talk. All right, Frank. This past week, uh, stocks are kind of on the up and up. They were um, got some jobs data released. Um, There's some optimism in U.S. and China trade talks, and so I think they actually have some planned um, talks between the two countries. uh, in October. Um, and so I think that definitely boosted stocks a little bit, uh, not really in an earnings season right now. So nothing was too volatile, um, but it's kind of nice to see a market start climbing back up after some of the negativity it had seen in weeks before. Yeah. You know, the market's doing well. Um, my stocks are, my stocks are doing hot, man. Uh, the August job support, it was showing actually some slowing in uh, hiring and growth. And that actually was kind of a positive. I mean, it's still growing which is good. And unemployment's really low, um, which is good. But that's also keeping the Fed on track to cut interest rates again uh, later this month. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's obviously helping stocks as well as Fed Chair Powell said that um, they're not necessarily forecasting or expecting a recession, but they're going to act as appropriate to sustain the U.S. economy, which is as, as they said. Because of that, the Dow climbed 1.5% and the S&P 500 and NASDAQ both added uh, 1.8% uh, last week. And they're doing pretty well this week. Um, thanks to Apple really leading the way. Um, they just had their big annual fall event and uh, revealed a trio of I- upgraded iPhone 11s, um, new Apple Watch, new iPad. Um, and then also, James, this Apple TV Plus. Did you see the price point on that? I did. It's fairly cheap, isn't it? Isn't it like uh, 4 dollars yeah, it's going to be four ninety nine a month, which is deeply undercutting every other competitor in the uh, streaming space. And I think investors really like that today. Apple um, up big um, because of it. And I don't. They're also going to look like they're going to get a bunch of uh, subscribers right away because I think over the next year, maybe just right now, they're doing like a special. If you buy an iPhone or an iPad or a Mac, you'll get a free year of Apple TV Plus. So yeah, I'm going to guess. Yeah, the, I did see that. So it's going to make it look like the subscriptions are doing really well right away, but everyone's just going to be getting it for free, I bet, early on. Not everyone, yeah. but a lot of people. No, I think that's a very smart play by them, and I'm a guy that I think I've made it pretty clear on this podcast and in life I do not support Apple as a company, but I, I actually am a hypocrite because I own the iPhone, but I just don't like them that much. Um, but I think <laughs> they did a very nice job in terms of um, marketing this this release. the Buying a new product and getting the year free of subscription, that'll tip it for some people. I personally will not be doing it myself, but I love my iPhone 8 as is. Um, I'm pretty happy with it. That gets the job done. Allows me to uh, 
do everything I need to do. But the iPhone 11 S, I haven't seen any of the actual upgraded features on that myself. Um, so yeah, but, the iPhone 11s, um, the main, like the normal, the good one, there's a cheaper version, I think for like 50, but the regular ones are around 800 to a thousand, I think. And they come with uh, three cameras, which uh, three people cameras? like, yeah, three cameras on the back, James. Um, wow. Um, people, people with this like fake disease called trypophobia or something that are like, it messes them up when they see three things that like are together that look bad. I don't know, like a triangle, basically. <laughs> they they have a pho- they have a phobia to it. People are coming all over Twitter. You haven't seen that? Wow. No, I, I haven't been on Twitter. I've been working my butt off. I'm a company yeah. man now, Frank. Uh, yeah. So, well, would you buy an iPhone 11 with three cameras? I think that could lead us right into our buy or sell. Buy or sell. I think I technically started a little bit early. I'm, whew, I, I'm probably not selling. I'm probably going to just hold there. I'm not. I'm holding onto my iPhone 8. I'm not buying the iPhone 11. But I'm not selling it either. I kind of like the idea of three cameras. For whatever reason, that just sounds intriguing to me. Yeah, um, they're, they're bringing in slow, slow fees, um, slow selfies, like slow-mo selfie videos that are like kind of just really short, I think, but slow-mo. That'll be cool. Um, I think they're getting facial recognition for your dogs and other pets. Uh, all right. These ideas I might buy. I, I might not buy the product itself, but I might be buying the concepts. Um, well, I mean, that's I- going to be in the product. Well, I'm kind of a laggard in terms of phones. I'm a guy that really doesn't – I don't need it right away, but eventually I'll get there. Um, I'm still on the iPhone 7 Plus, so I'm, I'm Plus. thinking I might get this 11. All right. I'd but, be all right. 11, that'd be... I'm a buy. Yeah, I'm a buy. I'm an Apple owner. I'll disclose that to everyone. Um, I'm long the stock, long and strong, about uh, 15% of my portfolio. Um, and they're just – I don't know. I, I think they're killing it. They're going to bring in a lot of money. All right. I, hey, got to respect that. But you're a buy, I'm a hold. And then looking at the TV streaming service, um, I could what? actually, we could do a fuck, we could do a full episode on TV streaming services, buy it or sell it. Um, yeah, but we I, we, we actually should, because I've, I've been considered Spotify and Hulu are no longer bundled, which pisses me the hell off. I yeah. was looking to like go into Hulu the other day. I think it's because I'm no longer a student, which is still kind of setting in for me. Uh, so I'll consider the Apple TV streaming service because it's like, gonna um is, am, no I, i'll consider it for 4.99 like that's fairly that's pretty cheap point. for yeah yeah that's pretty cheap for if you use it like three four times a month you're getting your worth out of it pretty much but yeah, yeah um, I, I might I'll, be a buy on that I'll, i'm a buy just because i'll probably get it for free for a year if i when i buy an iphone 11 with three cameras yeah because i, well, I need it, three cameras I'm, I'm really working on my photography game for the pod uh-huh yeah, but also I, I like that. I like that. <laughs> but also, there Apple's coming out with a game subscription service. I don't. I think this is like mobile games primarily, and it's called Apple Arcade. And like you pay, I think it's also four ninety nine for a family plan um, to use Apple Arcade. Um, and it's basically like coming out with a hundred original games uh, at the launch. I think that's kind of a cool idea. That that is kind of cool. Uh, all I'm saying is those games better be pretty damn good. Um, to get yeah. Unless yeah. it's included all together with the Apple TV, in which case, I, I don't, is that the how? No, I don't think it? so. But you know, maybe they'll do a bundle for like seven ninety nine. You know, you know, I'm a, I'm a bundle guy. Nothing wrong with yeah. a good bundle. Bundle up, all baby. Right. All right, and then some other things that I want you to buy or sell this week. Back to football, James. Uh, you know, Jason Witten was back uh, this week. Had a touchdown uh, after retiring and talking on Monday Night Football for a year. 
struggling on Monday Night Football for a year. I might. That's I might add. you know you know what Frank. <laughs> that's exactly why I'm buying it. Uh, he he's helped my Monday nights, and now I only have to deal with Booger. So I can deal with just one of the two, but both of them together <laughs> was a bit much for me. So I'm buying him. Thank God he's back in the huddle. Yeah, he's still scored touchdowns too. But I also want. Are you going to buy or sell that uh, some of these other players will play another down in the NFL? Uh, Rob Gronkowski, buying or selling that he's back? Sometime. I'm selling selling that. What about you? Um, I I might buy it. I don't know. I I listened to uh, the part of my take podcast with him today actually, and uh, uh-huh. wow. Uh, he actually doesn't sound like he wants to get back into it this year. He's kind of busy doing a lot of different things. He like help, he's helping his brother with their his brother's business that was on Shark Tank and got owned by Mark Cuban. So I don't. He's doing a lot. So I don't wow, know if he'll right. actually be back. But I'm thinking maybe like a year, like maybe not this year, but next year for Gronk. What about okay. Chad Ochocinco? He keeps saying he wants to be on a team. I feel like he might still have it. He could, and he. He was saying, wasn't he saying he wants to go play for the Dolphins if none of their players want yeah, to play? Like, yeah, he tweeted about Miami. Yeah. He tweeted, Dolphins called me, pick me up, man. So I think he's, he's got, not, he's got I, I, feet. I could see that. It's just, can you pull him away from the TV screen in FIFA? That's the only concern there, I think. Oh, uh, plenty of time outside. I, I'm buying it. Ocho Cinco will be back in the NFL next year. This year. Maybe this year. I'm going I'm to sell, sell it on him as well. Um, I'm going <sighs> to sell Gronk and Ocho Cinco, buy Witten. Um, so Joe yeah, no, Thomas, it, Joe Thomas, Joe, is he done? Joe Thomas, uh, he's done too. Andrew uh, Luck. I told you XFL for Andrew Luck, so he might not be back <laughs> in the NFL, but he's going to the XFL in two to Tim, three years. Tim Tebow, is he done with football? Yeah, I think he might. He might as well be done with baseball sometime soon. <laughs> he made it all the way to Triple A, but he did not play that well this year. Then got hurt for like the whole second half of that season. Um, but speaking, I think that that's a pretty good segue, uh, once again, into our post-grad plans. Um, actually, no, let's, let's do one more buy it or sell it. No, well, no. All right. I am just talking <laughs> over myself left and right. These two really are blending together. But in terms of post-grad plans, I actually just earlier today went to the Drive Shack. What is the Drive Shack, you might say? It's the Top Golf of the South. And uh, they have four locations right now, Frank. They are a public company. Their market cap's around $320 million dollars. Uh, $4.60 $4. a share is kind of what it was around today. Um, basically, just top golf with a little bit better um, metrics. They, like, tell you the distance on your shots. They give you, like, the apex yeah. of it, the angle, all that good stuff. Some stuff that top golf doesn't do. Um, so, very similar concept in terms of running a bay and everything. They were second to the market, clearly, to top golf. But would you buy or sell that they can make an impact and maybe steal some market share? Um, I like – I really like the idea. Um, I, I'm interested in the economics because uh, you, you have here is certainly unprofitable, which I yeah. mean that's probably because they're expanding, and if they get to a certain scale, they will be profitable. I'm not sure, but like if they're just spending recklessly, but yeah, I think um, Drive Shack and Top Golf are like these great ideas that are um, going to be huge in the future too. Like this entertainment, this new kind of entertainment industry. It's not just going to movies. Uh, you can do different things now. It's not just old school. Bowling. Um, but I think even bowling is making a comeback. I feel like probably in the next <laughs> five, 10 years, but like now people can throw like axe, like axes and stuff. Like there's these different things coming out for entertainment that I think are really good. And uh, people are going to love consumers in the U S are going to love. Frank, when we have our restaurant, I think, I think, what are we trying to do that by 40 or 45? We got to have like a couple lanes in there. Uh, so it could be a bowling alley, kind of like a oh, halls in Lakewood. 
I think we wow. we kind of put that on the back burner, but I think we need to not like a punch bowl social. We don't need it to be that big. We need it to be more of a um, a smaller we, atmosphere. But we definitely need a bowling alley. I think I'm telling you guys, listeners, if you want to fund Frank's and I, Frank and my <laughs> idea to build a bar one day, uh, it's certainly on both of our minds. I'm trying to get into the restaurant management business at some point in my career. Um, yep, and I and I want to be a cook. <laughs> I've got a notes notepad on my iPhone with uh, some menu ideas. So there, believe me, it's 20 years in the making, but uh, come 2045, you guys won't be laughing when you're eating, eating and drinking <laughs> up at uh, we don't, the unnamed restaurant. There's, we've already got a list of those potential yeah. names as well, but we'll save that for another podcast. Um, so yeah, Frank, and- let's finish off the postgrad plans. Uh, what else do you have? Um, well, I have really nothing this week. Uh, um, last weekend I had a wedding. It was fun. This week I, I might hit up Columbus Oktoberfest. I'm in I'm in Cebus working this week. So uh, Oktoberfest I guess is this week, even though it's uh, September. But um, yeah, I've been told uh, that's how they celebrate it in Germany as well. They start in the month of September. So. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense then. So it, yeah, yeah I don't does. really have anything planned too much. How about yeah, you? I, nor do I really. So actually, the other thing I did go to last weekend in my post-grad plans. It was a spur of the moment thing. It was Durham Bulls AAA baseball. So that was the other thing I was going to say blends in. Tim Tebow playing AAA baseball. I was going to watch AAA baseball playoff game for the Durham Bulls. Um, They're actually playing the Columbus Clippers now, Frank. So it's a battle between the two cities. Uh, They're playing Columbus as we speak. And then they come back to Durham uh, this weekend. I don't think I'm going to go again, but they have some all you can eat seats that were pretty bomb last weekend. Wow. What, What kind of food? Uh, hot dogs, nachos, burgers, um, popcorn. Any, any good, or was it like low quality? It was it was about average. I'll, I'll tell you what, I've had better, I've had worse, but for stadium food, it was about what you'd expect. There but I, tw- I paid twenty five dollars. I had all you can eat seats, and I got uh, two free beers out of it as well. So it was like actually uh, yeah, that's pretty good deal for a baseball game for AAA. That's a good deal. Yeah, on a Friday night, are you kidding me? Fireworks, the whole yeah. shebang. Yeah, I just, have, I just have I just have one note on that. They're the Durham Bulls, and I saw something this week that I never really thought about, uh, and it relates to finance and sports. So I thought I should bring it up here, and that's okay. the city. The city of Chicago is uh, pretty. It's kind of a random fun fact, but they're uh, probably the second biggest financial city in the U.S. behind New York, and they have two pro sports teams: one called the Bulls, one called the Bears. I mean, they have more sports teams, but they have the Bulls and the Bears, which is like a bull market versus bear market in finance. Wow. Wow. For those of you that have stuck out this episode long enough to hear that, I think Frank just gave me something to think about before I go to sleep tonight. Uh, that is good stuff. I wonder very, if that was planned. I, very, I do wonder I do very, wonder which came first. Yeah, I don't I, I would think I don't know, like the teams have been around for a while, but it's interesting. That might be our uh, that might lead into a fun fact on our next episode. Uh, yep. but I know we've kind of dragged this one out long enough. Uh, not even going to spend too much time on our song of the week here, unless no, you have no, anything else no, to add, Frank. No sponsor this week. So if you want to sponsor us, uh, just hit us up. Um, we, we don't take a, a very big pay. But we can just we can negotiate. Uh, we'd love to advertise your business, your company, whatever. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put it this way. We're not releasing our tax returns. It, it would be a waste of your time to look at. Uh, <laughs> so with that know, being our... said <laughs> – with that being said, uh, let's let's wrap this one up, Frank. All right, uh, song of the week. Um, it's an oldie but a goodie, and not maybe not all that well known. But group love. Um, 
I don't know. Most people would know the song Tongue Tied. Um, so don't take me. Yep, exactly. That's the one you're thinking Ooh, of in your head. Tongue Tied. Something about lying at a best friend's house, making out. It kind of gets sexual. But uh, they, there's a song called <laughs> Schoolboy by Group Love. Um, so Schoolboy is um, kind of one, one of the underrated this one, hits. This one really gets sexual. Schoolboy. <laughs> <laughs> that we'll leave it at that. All right, tune into Schoolboy. Uh, that's episode twenty-eight for you, everybody. Let's go eat. Go brownies.